I felt that I really couldn't do this podcast justice without creating something especially for the pregnant women and new mums out there. Working with this group is a huge part of what I do and it's also a hugely rewarding part of my job as well. Let's be honest, postnatal care can be somewhat lacking with many mums these days reporting that they're either not having a postnatal check at all or they're having one which lasts less than 10 minutes and tends to revolve around contraception. There tend to be no physical checks and postnatal rehab is not offered as standard. And although it's there if you need it, many mums aren't even aware of it. Which means a lot of us put up with stuff we shouldn't have to for way longer than is necessary. From my own personal perspective as well, I really remember learning all about preparing for the delivery of my babies, but probably only having a vague idea about the bits that came afterwards. So today I'm really delighted to welcome the wonderful Emma Brockwell. I've worked with Emma personally for quite a few years now on many of my clients, and just this year she has published her very first book, The Amazing Why Did No One Tell Me How to Protect, Heal and Nurture Your Body Through Motherhood. It really is a wonderful insight into the pregnancy and postnatal journey, and in it she shared all of her amazing expertise as a specialist pelvic health physiotherapist. She's also co-authored the Return to Running Guidelines, is on the Clinical Scientific Advisory Board for the Active Pregnancy Foundation, and is an associate member of the Perinatal Physical Activity Research Group. In other words, when it comes to women's health and pre- and postnatal rehab, she is your woman. Today, I'm going to be picking her brains on your behalf. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at AlexChickFit. Before we get started today, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my Motivate and Move free summer fitness challenge. In this mini five-day challenge, we're going to help you find your motivation, get moving and feel totally and utterly ready for a summer of fitness. It's true to say that at this time of year, a lot of us either start to fall off the fitness wagon for a few weeks, or we realise that the promises we made ourselves back in the spring about getting fit for the summer somehow didn't quite materialise. Either way, the Motivate and Move mini fitness challenge is all about helping you to go from feeling motivated and frustrated to discovering your motivation, getting moving and feeling amazing with a quick, simple mini challenge. All you need to do is go and visit the link in the show notes where you can sign yourself up and get ready to go from Monday the 19th of July. I cannot wait to see you there. Welcome back. I hope you are having a great week so far and I am so delighted to welcome you to this mum-to-be and new mum special. I think it is so, so important we give mums the best information there is to help them navigate their pregnancy and their postnatal experience. To help empower them with the knowledge they need to understand what might happen to them physically, mentally and emotionally. I think that all too often we brush some of this stuff under the carpet and we definitely live in a society that really expects mums to 
bounce back and be out and about in no time. It's definitely something I was very conscious of doing myself when I had my kids 12 and nine years ago now. In fact, it's my son's birthday in a few days. So this time, nine years ago, it was a heat wave. Uh, I was a few days overdue. Let's just say I was a bit desperate to get him out. But actually, once I had him, um, my experience with him was very, very different to first time round because I had so much more knowledge. I was able to be much more laid back. I didn't expect quite so much of myself. And I realised that just looking after myself was much, much more important than rushing out of the door with the pram first chance I got. So... I love it when mums are prepared, when they know what to expect, when they've got all the information they need under their belts. And I've invited Emma along today to give you an insight into some of the things you can expect. So hi, Emma. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. What an honour. Thank you. It's so great. I'm so excited about doing this. Um, So I think, uh, do you know what? I'm going to start with the basics first off, because I think first off, it's really, really important to address your job title. Um, When I've heard clients in your direction previously, a lot of the time they've never actually heard of a pelvic health physiotherapist. So can you give us a little bit of insight into exactly what you do? Yes. Well, lots of people haven't heard of, of a pelvic health physiotherapist. You may have heard of a women's health physiotherapist. We are now broadly banded as pelvic health because pelvic health physiotherapists also treat men. I don't. And obviously, we're not going to be talking about men today. Um, we're going to be talking about women. But I treat women who are of all ages and have any signs and symptoms of pelvic floor or pelvic health dysfunction. So you may see me if you have endometriosis or pelvic pain or experience painful sex, which we call dyspareunia. You may see me during uh, your pregnancy because you're experiencing pain during that time. Or you may see me postnatally simply because you want to be rehabilitated or because you're experiencing pelvic floor dysfunction, for example, urinary incontinence or pelvic organ prolapse. You may see me during the perimenopausal time or postmenopausal time of life, again, when pelvic floor issues become more predominant. So, yes, I would see you at any time of life with any pelvic health issue. Okay. And of course, gathering up all of that amazing experience from working with all of these women over the years, you have put this all together in your brilliant new book, Why Did No One Tell Me? So why was it so important to you to write this book? Yeah, so my book was a a passion project, if you like. My real love falls with women who are pregnant and postnatal, so that perinatal period. And I guess that probably is because of experience. As you said, this is where a lot of us have a bit of a career change. Uh, Certainly as physios, I was a, a musculoskeletal physiotherapist before I became a pelvic health physiotherapist. And that's because during my pregnancy and after my pregnancies, I experienced quite a few pelvic floor issues and couldn't really join the dots. I couldn't understand why there wasn't rehabilitation offered to women, or it didn't seem to be that there was, why there was so much conflicting, confusing information at a time when you so desperately need answers readily at hand. Your body changes, as I'm sure lots of your listeners will be aware of, very, very quickly during pregnancy. And those changes bring about some unwanted symptoms. And I wanted to write a book that would not only help women manage those symptoms that they might be experiencing during pregnancy and after pregnancy, but also prevent those symptoms happening as well. Because this is the most frustrating thing about our job. A lot of women we see, we know that a lot of those symptoms they're experiencing don't necessarily need to have experienced those symptoms. If they just were educated and informed about 
variety of things that they can do to help protect their body. There's no guarantee. But I just got fed up with hearing in clinics well, why did no one tell me that these things might happen? Well, yeah, why did no one tell you that these things were happening and or could happen? And why is no one telling you that there are some quite simple solutions to a lot of these issues mm. as well? So that's really where the, bo- the book was born from. Just a, in my opinion, it should have been something that was written a long, long time ago mm. and something that I wanted. And I wanted everyone else to sort of share what I, what I know. Yeah, totally. I think it was, you know, as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, I wish I'd had this 12 years ago, you know, before I became a mum the first time around. And, you know, just like you, one of the reasons that I got into doing what I'm doing is that I experienced issues myself. You know, I I remember after my daughter, I definitely experienced leaking and I had no idea that I could do something about it. And then after my son, it got worse. And I I would go out running, for example, and come home and my leggings would be soaking wet. And... I was frustrated actually because I had been doing my my pelvic floor exercises. I had been really, really good at doing them. And it wasn't until I went to see a pelvic health physio that I realized that I actually had um, something called a hypertonic pelvic floor, which is really common as well, isn't it? So we assume that a leaking and things like that are due to a weak pelvic floor, but actually sometimes your pelvic floor can be too tight. And for sure that was the case with me. And I've had to, you know, learn how to balance strengthening with actually relaxing and letting go. And it was definitely one of the things that years and years ago I didn't realize and it was only from researching that for myself I fell into doing what really what I do now and working with the women that I do now so it's so 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 important that we kind of forewarn women that they don't they may experience this yeah but there are really simple solutions to addressing it and they don't definitely don't have to put up with it so um, on that kind of theme, then, what would be your top three tips for, for kind of new mums and mums to be to put themselves into the best possible position to heal post birth? Because, like I say, for me, I thought, well, if I just do my kegels, I'm going to be fine, and I wasn't. Um, so, like, what are your what are your maybe your top three tips for for that period and for ensuring that you do heal well post postnatally? Oh, I could give you so many tips. But really, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. My, I, I guess my first tip would be give yourself time. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said in the introduction, bounce back is an absolute myth, okay? It doesn't exist. Um, you cannot expect your body to go through such a lot of change and childbirth and not experience some changes. And with those changes, you need to rest you need to recover and there I was very much one of these women I wanted to just get back to doing what I was doing before my pregnancy or during my pregnancy so I rushed my certainly my return to exercise detrimentally for my pelvic health I just didn't give myself enough time to recover so I think my first tip would definitely be time give yourself time to rest give yourself time to heal and recover But also, as a second tip, listen to your body. Mm. Accept that these changes are going to happen, especially in the first few weeks. It's not unusual to experience pain, discomfort. You may experience a little bit of leakage of urine, for example. Now, you might find in the first week or two that that really settles and, and potentially resolves, which is great. But if you're still experiencing those things, maybe three or four weeks later, that's the time then to address that with your midwife or your health visitor and say, look, I'm still experiencing these issues. I know I'm three weeks postnatal and there's lots of time still for my, my recovery to um, for recovery to occur. But 
I'd like to address these issues. And then my third tip would be then to talk to your GP, your midwife or your health visitor, and then mm-hmm. ask for a check with someone like myself, a pelvic health physiotherapist. My personal feeling is that every woman after having a baby, no matter how they've delivered their baby, no matter whether they have symptoms at all, should be seen by a pelvic health physiotherapist. Mm-hmm. You would not have knee surgery and not see a physio for rehab. Yeah. So why on earth would we expect you to have a baby and not have rehab? And a lot of this stuff is preventative. If you're not having experiencing symptoms, that's great. But we want to prevent symptoms occurring later on in life because unfortunately they can occur later in life. So if we can get you early and rehab you and strengthen you, that's amazing. And if you are symptomatic, we can help resolve your symptoms. So yeah, I guess I guess it's about listening to your body and speaking mm-hmm. to people. I would say rest number one, two give yourself time to recover but listen to your body and then speak to someone and ask for help it would be my top I think three tips yeah definitely I think you know I think that we you know we don't always trust in ourselves to sort of make that choice to push the doctor on giving you a referral but like I always say to women like you know your body best at the end of the day you know what feels normal for you and if something just doesn't feel right you know even if you can't necessarily explain what it is sometimes it's you have a right to get that treatment you have a right to get that referral from the doctor and I think like you say you know what one of the things I put in my notes is that I, you know personally I think every woman should have a an appointment with someone like you with a, a pelvic health physio post-birth um, unfortunately it's not covered as standard on the NHS right now but it is out there it's just knowing that you can ask for it if you need to if you're leaking if you suspect a tummy separation, um, also known as a diastasis, if you are experiencing pain or discomfort, or like I say, if you just feel like this doesn't feel right to me, then do try and push, push that, push the doctor and ask the doctor for a referral, specifically to a pelvic health physio, I think. Um, sometimes they just need that suggestion and they'll do it for you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And don't, you know, if, if, if at first the answer is no, ask to see another doctor. Yeah. Fully your entitlement, and it, it, it blows my mind that it doesn't just happen automatically. I understand yeah. why it doesn't because resources yeah. are tight, but it is very much there for you if, if you want it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so let's move on a little bit because I do want to talk about um, exercise. Obviously, my big concern with <laughs> my clients. So I want to talk a bit about that kind of uh, during and after pregnancy. It's something you cover off quite a lot in in the book as well. And I think that exercise in these phases can be a little bit fraught because there's a lot of things that we're told not to do. You know, we we're in pregnancy about lifting too much weight or doing impact and things like that. And then post birth, we're told you know don't do planks, don't do do, do sit ups, don't 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 and then we get really confused about what we can do and from my experience of working with this group it does mean that many women are really unsure about how best to approach exercise and what's safe so what would be your kind of overarching considerations for exercise at this point during pregnancy do you mean Alex pregnancy and post-birth actually yeah so I would say listen to or look up the guidelines that are available to us now which haven't been around for that long actually Mm -hmm. if you go to the chief medical officer's infographics you will find one on pregnancy one on postnatal recovery you might be able to pop those in the show notes for people to click onto Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, they're readily available and free to access and what they do certainly during pregnancy is reassure you that what we know 
because the evidence tells us is that exercising during pregnancy is a really, really beneficial thing, not only for your physical health, but for your mental health too. You don't have to necessarily be exercising like a maniac, though, if you don't want to. So the actual key word is physical activity. So physical activity is being active. So that can just include running around with your toddler if you already have children or hoovering or gardening. Or it could mean exercise like one of your workouts or uh, Pilates, running if you want to, things that feel good for you. The big thing is listen to your body. So if it feels good and your midwife and your GP are happy, then I would very much encourage you to keep as active or exercising as much as you can. The guidance is 150 minutes a week, which works out to roughly 30 minutes over five days, if you like. There's no harm in doing a bit more if you want Mm -hmm. to. Um, You want to do twice a week of strength training as well. Again, that can be body resistance or therabands, or it can be weights as well. If it feels good, if it feels right, then that's absolutely safe to do. Don't overheat moderately exercise to be able to carry out a conversation when you're pregnant that's that's the safe guidance and don't bump the bump so you want to maybe modify the sorts of exercise let's say if you're a road cyclist or a horse rider if you're at risk of falls you might want to start modifying that during your pregnancy but if ever in doubt speak to someone like Alex or speak to someone like me or your midwife, not all midwives are trained around exercise during pregnancy. So if, if, if you're not sure that the answers that they're off, able to offer you are full enough, then that, that's where someone like myself or Alex would come in. But I would very much encourage you to exercise during pregnancy because it's good for you and it's good mm-hmm. for baby. Definitely. And then postnatally, oh, I didn't add pelvic floor exercises during pregnancy (laughs) forget the big one uh sorry I I include that as part of my strength so I would very much encourage you to do your pelvic floor exercises every day a couple of times a day when you're pregnant and lo and behold that takes me nicely to postnatal recovery as soon as you can so if you've had a catheter in place as soon as catheter's out you need to start doing your pelvic floor exercises little and often throughout the day and frequently just to start waking that muscle up and by doing that, you're getting blood to the area, you're going to promote healing as well. So mm-hmm. pelvic floor exercises are a, a must as far as I'm concerned. And then again, it's listening to your body. So again, if you head to the chief medical officer's guidance, they will suggest a similar amount of physical activity, 150 minutes a week with um, some cardio and some strength training. What I would say is don't run before you can walk. And I mean that quite literally. So you want to strengthen. Think of your postnatal rehab have as building blocks so you really want to introduce some gentle cardio some gentle strength training when it feels right for your body there are no absolute no's for anyone it just depends on you the individual and that's where I think we come in as Mm -hmm. professionals we can give you that more bespoke guidance but if you go to my website, you'll see there's an infographic on my website, which gives you a very rough zero to 12 mm. week return to exercise program. But predominantly, we're saying don't think about high impact exercise until you have rehabilitated, until you've yeah. recovered. And you're really looking around the 12 week mark, but that might be longer or it might be a bit shorter for mm. some. But that's where it, that you as an individual comes in. But exercise is good for your health mentally and physically and that's what's so important postnatally because so many of us suffer from yes the physical effects of the pregnancy but also the mental effects of having had a baby as well yeah yeah and I think you know it's so true that when I'm working with women postnatally 
some women will be ready to go quite quickly. Other women need longer. And, it, you know, it really is such an individual journey, isn't it? And, and listening to your body is number one, you know, try not to push through, but doing what, what feels good for you. And, you know, and I, I'm always very much encouraging of women to start doing squats and lunges and, you know, maybe wall press ups and things like that straight away, because they mirror the stuff you're doing all day, every day. And, you know, and also learning to engage your pelvic floor as you're doing those things, I think is really, really important because that's going to, you know, both help you to, to kind of manage what's going on with your core, but also it's going to strengthen your pelvic floor every time you do it as well. So there's so much you can do. And, you know, I think it's just, taking it a step at a time and gradually building it up which is really really important and I think just moving on from that a little bit um, I think the other thing that a lot of women wonder is when they can go back to that normal exercise as such and you know I find they tend to fall into two camps either the one camp where they will go straight back to their normal classes and work out immediately following their six-week check go back to running you know do all that because they feel great and the other on the flip side there's that group who are really so unsure about what to do that they put it off for a really really long time just in case so what's the story on this and I think you know particularly related to your return to running guidelines for example and, and talking women through what what they need to be thinking about before they actually do go back to the impact and do go back to that running what should they be considering and you know when should they be thinking about starting that yeah so what the first myth I'd like to just bust is this six week check mm. you know green light says go um I phone the, the your GP check isn't in 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 many many uh, of my colleagues and myself's opinion the, the green light to go it's an important check but it's not necessarily the green light isn't there for you to necessarily return to all the exercise you love if your body's not quite ready yet. And again, you want to go back to that sort of analogy of if you've just had knee surgery at six weeks, would you be ready to run? Really ask yourself that because I would argue even if you've had minor knee surgery, you're probably not going to be ready to Mm -hmm. run because pregnancy lengthens and it does weaken a lot of your muscles and muscles need time to strengthen. And something like running or high impact training requires a strong body and if you don't have a strong body you could predispose yourself to injury so injury comes in many forms including pelvic floor dysfunction Mm -hmm. so actually leakage of urine is just another injury and if you think of it like that it helps normalize it a little bit if you were you wouldn't run on a sprained ankle so why Mm -hmm. would you run if you leak urine so there are certain signs and symptoms that your body will often tell you that tell you you're not ready to go to the higher impact stuff if you're leaking urine if you feel heaviness in your vagina any pain around your pelvis or your back any really obvious signs of diastasis recti real significant bulging in your tummy could be a sign that you're not quite ready to go back to high impact or of course if you're experiencing any fecal incontinence or wind incontinence as well those are signs that your body's injured and it just needs time rehabilitate so therefore it's not time for you to return to your high impact but you might find that your low impact exercise your body doesn't isn't symptomatic with those exercises so therefore it is ready to do those sorts of exercise so within our return to run guidelines we suggest that you're symptom free before you Mm -hmm. return to high impact that you've started doing some strength training. So as Alex said, squatting, lunging, all really important things, not for just being a mum, but for high impact as well. And that your pelvic floor is of adequate strength. 
to really know if you're run ready or high impact ready that's where someone like myself comes Mm -hmm. in because we can carry out an internal assessment as well as a global assessment of your body to determine maybe you need a bit more work here before we think about running so that we're preventing you experience uh, Mm -hmm. later in life so yes for some women that might be seven or eight weeks great they are few and far between but those women do exist but for the majority it's normally 12 weeks and beyond for some women 12 months but with some real guidance hopefully we can get the the vast majority of women back to the exercise they love but you your body's got to be ready for it otherwise you will suffer the consequence of it potentially a bit later yeah totally and you know I think that for anybody listening who is prenatal postnatal right now or even if you just know somebody who is then your book is an, is an amazing resource because it just talks through all of this in more depth. It talks about that return to exercise. It gives you some, you know, some exercises that you can do and you can start off with. Um, and like you say, there's also some resources on your website as well, yeah. just to get you started. So can you just tell us a little bit more about how we can follow you, how we can find out more, where they can pick up your amazing book? Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, I hate this bit of self-publicity, but if I must. Um, so first of all, I guess I'm I'm most active on Instagram, so you can follow me on at PhysioMumUK. I'm on Twitter as well, but that's more professional, but that's Emma at, uh, underscore PhysioMum. Or you can get my book from, in theory, any good bookshop, but we've only just open back into the yeah. world, so I'm not sure what's available at the moment, um, but you can absolutely get it on um Amazon or Goodreads, it's called Why Did No One Tell Me How to Protect Healing and Nurture Your Body from Motherhood. Um, and of course, you can visit me at my website, www.physiomum.co.uk, which has got lots of resources. And if, if you want a physio appointment as well, you can, um, you can find out how to book with me there as well. Awesome. So I just want to finish off by saying a huge thank you to Emma for joining today. Like I say, I would highly recommend Emma's book to all of you out there, whether you pregnant, postnatal, or it's an amazing gift for somebody who is. You can find out all of the details, including Emma's links to her social media, her website, and to buy the book in the show notes. Um, And I'd love to hear your feedback on today's show. As always, please do subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on future episodes and come and follow me on my social media channels again through the links in the show notes. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and I'm going to see you all again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.